grace to you all in your various homes. Uh, this evening we want to have the teaching of the Word of God and um, we acknowledge that we are not in normal times at all. But we believe that God has allowed things to happen so that the believer will come to himself and search his heart and put things right. Um, we believe strongly that God has allowed the times in which we are for us to be at home in this lockdown situation so that we can begin to really do inner search and not to allow things to slip from our hands. And so tonight we are going to be studying the Word of God. And we sense strongly that um, God would have His people to repent from things that they have hidden from many people and are acting as if everything is normal. Um, it's something that God is quite strong on it to our hearts. And so we want to come your way this evening so that you have the opportunity not to allow your flesh to cover things up for you, neither allow Satan to instigate things on your mind so as to have this thing that I cannot confess to God or if I confess to God, um, it's okay, and if you need to confess something to man, then you neglect that. We don't want that at all, because some of us are leading our families at home. Some of us are um, guiding other lives, and so it will be unfortunate if we were to cover things up and uh, make us if things are all right, only for our prayers to be hindered and for us not to be effective. And so, this evening we are going to be looking at a very crucial uh, subject, as simple as, what is true repentance? What is true repentance? Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for tonight, and thank you for the various homes that, by your spirit and grace, you have caused all of us as your sons and daughters to be gathered as families together and to be a partaker of your word in our homes. And so, Lord, we pray that your word will reach out to each home with power and grace, with conviction and with direction, so that all of us, O oh God, will be standing upright in your presence. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we said just now that we are going to be dealing with the issue of what is true repentance. What is true repentance? It's very, very important. You know, sometimes you can get things going and may feel as if um, everything is normal. Only for you to be disappointed on the day of the Lord and even right now that so many things are happening in the world. We cannot afford to have a bad relationship with God because we would have hidden something that we never wanted any man or person to know. That's the reason why the Lord strongly laid this on our hearts uh, for us to share with each one of you. 
Now, I would quickly like for us to look into the Holy Scriptures by looking at Luke chapter 13. We'll take from verse 1 to 5. Luke chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. The Lord has a very important something to, to tell us. The Bible says, There were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those eighteen, on those on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at something. This scripture that the Lord has brought to our attention is important. You know, many things are happening in our lives right now that um, there is a tendency for any person in life to think that the people who are suffering from the coronavirus, uh, those ones who may have sin in their lives and uh, maybe is due to something they've done and all of that. Of course, we know in life that when you allowed Satan to come in and to do things, uh, sometimes you can also suffer for certain penalties. But the issue is that I don't think that it is time for any of us to rather look at anybody who may be suffering from such to be thinking that it is something evil that he did. And that's what Jesus was confronted with. Certain disasters were happening and had happened to certain people in life. And people who felt righteous in themselves, justified in themselves, began to accuse or began to say that it is due to something that they did. And thanks be to God that they came to the presence of the Holy One who knows the heart of man and knew all things, which is Jesus himself. And so, as soon as they raised the issue up, Jesus said that, it is a wrong way of thinking for you to think that some things have happened to some people due to the fact that they must have done something wrong or there is something that is working against them. The truth is that Jesus said, in other words, he's saying that everybody is a sinner and man needed to repent from his sins. And so he said to them that do you think they are worse sinners for which reason they are beginning to have such experiences. Don't let your thinking be like that. But for us, the critical thing in what Jesus said that we want to look at it carefully is the issue of except you repent, you would likewise perish. Ha! This is very important. Very, very important. He said, I tell you, no, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Now, what I want to bring to our attention is, except you repent, you will likewise perish. 
What does it really mean to repent? That is the first step we want to look at. You see, to repent is having a sincere regret of sin one has committed and are ready to confess to God and if there are men involved, to confess to men and to completely turn away from what they have committed. That is repentance. I repeat, repentance is that you may have done something that nobody else knows, but now you heard the word of God and you want to confess and say, Lord, forgive me. If there are others involved that you need to also let them know, please, Scripture is making it very clear that you would, it is right for you to quickly turn and, and, and ask them for forgiveness. But you see, most of the time, what happens to people is that once there is a repentance towards God, they think that people don't matter. Ah, your repentance will not be complete. That's the first thing. The second thing also is that when you repent from your sins, it is important that you don't go back to it again. Now, one of the things that we see that is very common with believers of late is that because of the grace of God, we have always taught to ourselves that I could do it and confess. Oh, brother, we are living in a very dangerous time. It's not a time that you can take the risk by saying that, well, I will do it and confess. And so this evening in your homes, you may be a father who is leading your family. You may be a mother. You may even be a, a, a child. You are hiding things from your parents. And uh, probably you may have come across a man of God who spoke the word of God so strongly. And you decided to say, okay, you repent from your sins. But then as long as there are people involved, it is also very important. If you want your slate to be very clean before the Lord, it is very important that you will go to those people and be very forthright by telling it just as it is so that you would have favor with God and you would have favor with man. Praise the Lord. That's why we are talking about what is repentance. And so when the people have approached Jesus, and you know, it is very normal. Sometimes when we see things happening, with our little minds, we always try to find uh, solutions. We always try to find reasons. And I'm sure that with what is happening in the world, everybody else can just rise up, condemn nations, condemn individuals, condemn a race, condemn others. But the truth of the matter is, we are all sinners. We were born in sin. And except we repent from our sins, we will not be standing upright in the presence of the Lord. Secondly as well, even as a believer, if you have hidden something that either your wife or your husband or your, 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 your child ought to know, or your boss ought to know, and you think that you have confessed, and you haven't been able to confess, that is no repentance. Repentance is one of the strongest blessings for every believer, that it will be very good for us to have a clear understanding about repentance. We will go further uh, to find out what scripture is indicating with regarding 
repentance. Let's quickly have a look at Acts chapter 3 verse 19. I will do that in New King James. And then we will do it in NLT. Alright, it says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. See, let's also read this scripture in in, 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 in a new translation version. It says that, Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Now, look at how scripture is explaining what repentance means. Repentance from the scripture's viewpoint is that you need to turn away. In, you, you see, you need to be converted. In other words, your heart must feel remorseful. Your heart must accept that what you have done is not right. And then you will turn away from it. It is only when you, your, your heart feels that way and you have turned away from it and you now can confess to God and to confess to one another. And then the second, the last thing is that you completely say, I will not do this anymore. Then it will be recognized by the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, repentance is not the casual thing that majority of Christians of late have been doing. What we see in our day is that people do things and they simply brush it off. I do not think that this will help any of us at all, especially with our walk with the Lord. Therefore, this evening, as we come your way, I know that God himself may be speaking to your heart. There may be fathers who are hiding a lot of things from their wives and family. There may be, there may be children also who are very defiant, who are hiding things. I believe strongly God actually raised this matter up with us, that we ought to talk about repentance. And that is why we have come your way with this matter. Now, I want to let you see something very important regarding this. We are going to go to the book of Acts, and I want to show you something in the chapter number 8. We'll be reading from verse number 9 to 13, and then from 13 to 23. We'll do it quickly. It's very, very important because it shows the character of believers. Acts chapter 8, verse number 9. The Bible says, But there was a certain man called Simeon. And in fact, if I may break here shortly and give the background. You know, when the people of, uh, when the brethren were meeting in Jerusalem and things were normal and they were not going out to preach the gospel and God found a way to scatter them and Philip had to just run away to Samaria and when he got there, the Bible says that he preached Jesus. Thanks be to God. Our preaching has to be for Jesus. Our preaching had to be about Jesus. This is what we ought to do because he's the man who convicts men. Now when he has ended up in, in, in Samaria and he had spoken to that city and the whole city had given themselves to, to the word of God that Philip preached, something interesting happened, which I'm, I want to continue to read for you. So, But there was a certain man called Simeon. 
who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the, greater, is the, is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simeon himself also believed. Please take note of this verse 13. Very important. Simeon also himself believed. And when he was, verse number 13, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now, there's something I want you to take note of this. Here is somebody who I may call a fetish person. Somebody with a spirit of divination. Somebody with a different spirit of God who was controlling a whole city. And had them under control. He will collect their monies and do sorcery acts. And all kinds of things. And everybody was so much afraid of him. Thanks be to God for the preaching of the gospel. Which is the power of God unto salvation. I cannot wait for this whole thing to be over. So we will go out there and preach the gospel. Because the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The preaching of the gospel is the one that brings deliverance. Now, this Simeon man, after he had done all of this and... God has brought Philip to town and Philip started preaching about Jesus Christ and deliverances were happening, miracles were happening and above all the greatest miracle which is salvation was taking place. This man, Simeon, realized that there is a power that is bigger than the one that he knew. And so when the altar call was made by Philip, as he has preached to the people and men and women came forward and gave their hearts to the Lord. Simeon also came and gave his heart to the Lord. Now there is a very interesting thing that I said take note of in the verse number 13. You see the Bible says that when the people have come to give themselves to the Lord in the verse number 12. And, and have believed the Lord. The, in the verse number 13 the Bible says that then Simeon also Simon also himself also believed. I want to say something very important. There are many people who have believed God. I'm sure you are sitting down. You are, you are also a believer. You came to believe Jesus Christ. Which is a good thing. But may I tell you something. When you come to believe and you do not repent from your sins. You are standing at one place. And that's what happened to this man. He believed with the people, but he did not repent. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. You know, I'm sure he became the armor bearer of Philip. Wherever Philip was going, he was the man who was carrying his Bible and then and, and following him. And was amazing, the miracles, signs and wonders. You know, the true thing in his heart was that because he has been practicing sorcery for a long time, he was quite interested in the power like today, many believers are so interested in power. Brother, there is nothing wrong. 
We believe in power. We've seen miracles and God works miracles. We believe in that. But I want to tell you something. If you believe in that and you are also not someone who is walking forthright, you can see all miracles, you can see all power, you can see all prophecies. May I tell you that even as much as you may experience them yourself in your own life, a day is coming that if you have not repented from things that you do in secret, from things that you do that are not right, you stand the risk of losing eternal life. And that's what happened. Nobody else knew this. You see, the Bible says that this man followed Philip. He continued, when you read from other versions, he continued with Philip. He was a wonderful chap. And I'm sure Brother Philip, Evangelist Philip, didn't see anything wrong with him. I'm sure that if it were today, maybe he would be a testimony. Before Philip stands to preach to a large number of crusades, um, this brother will come, will be invited to come and share testimony to show off what God has done in terms of his believing. But may I say to you, believing is one thing, and repenting is another thing. And repent without repentance, no man shall actually see the Lord. And so this is the reason why the Lord is strongly punching the matter in our hearts, saying that we have to look at what is true repentance. Okay, so we will continue in the verse number 14, because it's very interesting here. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he had not fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that, through the laying off of hands of the apostles, the Holy Spirit was giving, he offered them money. Saying, give me this power also, that anyone whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you, because your thoughts, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Let's take note of this number, verse number 21. Very critical. And so, let's continue. The Bible says that, Repent therefore of this your wickedness. We're taking note of this as well. And pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Now, let's, let's, let's have a look at something important here. In fact, this chapter is so beautiful that it would have been great if we had time to look at it. But you see, now this is a man who, as we can see, can call himself a believer because he had believed Jesus Christ, whom Philip preached. And he had even turned his life around to the point that this time he has become a follower of the great evangelist, 
Philip going about with him. And he, he, he was just doing alright. You see, and today there are many people who may be doing alright. There are many people who may be blessed since they came to the Lord. Their jobs are prospering. Everything is happening. In fact, with all respect, I must say that there may be even men of God who are preaching fire, who are demonstrating all kinds of miracles and powers, and yet they may not have repented from the things that they do in secret. I believe that the time has come that we are all asked to be staying at home, to be locked down. It is the right time that if you are hiding anything that from time to time Satan raises it up against your mind, please, it is about time. If you need to do a confession to the people you need to do, it is very important. As I'm talking right now, I could sense by the grace of God that there may be husbands who are hiding a lot of things from their wives. I, 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 I can only be a mouthpiece of the Lord by saying that. As you are hearing this word of God, may you repent. May you decide to confess to God and to make sure that your wife is also aware so that you can be forgiven. There may be likewise women as well who may be hiding, must have done things that they are still struggling. May I tell you something? God does not direct us this way when he doesn't have a reason. And so this is a subject that came to us, not me alone, that came to us that the Lord would want us to seriously consider. And so I want to say to you, don't take it for granted. If you are in your home and you are leading a prayer meeting, you are leading everything, may I tell you that it is not going anywhere because you are, you are being blocked from reaching out to God. You see this man, he found himself in the Christian arena. He found himself in the settings of God. Simon found himself in the atmosphere of Christianity. And in fact, he was so close to the evangelist that God was using so mightily to such an extent that he had become a very important person in the church. But see, it took God sending the, the, the senior brethren to come and, add, and, and, and to come and teach on the Holy Ghost baptism to the brethren in Samaria that exposed the matter. Or else, can you imagine what would have happened? This brother would have followed with that kind of unrepented heart for a long time, and then finally, on the day of the Lord, only to be disappointed. I'm very sure that if this brother may had died before that time, and, and, and the funeral was being conducted by him, uh, conducted by the men of God, they would still talk about the testimony of this brother who was a sorcerer, and believed and turned his heart to the Lord, and he was doing very fine, was even a follower of Philip the Evangelist, only because on our blind sight, we may not have known what would have happened to him on the day of the Lord, where he would have ended up in hell. And so this is very important. 
All the cosmetics that we have been doing, it's about time we clean them off and become very real because of what God is bringing our way this evening. So those of us who are listening to me, may I say, and me myself listening to myself as God is giving us the word of God, may I say that it is very important that anything that you are hiding, that you have taken for granted, please, God is saying that true repentance is a serious regret from the heart, turning away from it, confessing to God, confessing to one another, and then leaving it where it is and never pass that path anymore. You see, when the brethren had come now, and the power of God once again, the same Holy Spirit that worked through Philip, got the work done, same Holy Spirit working through the apostles, that is Peter and John, in a different level and in a different manner, the same Holy Spirit now exposed the matter. I, anytime I talked about this scripture, I said to myself, I'm sure when he believed, the Spirit of the Lord was convicting his heart. That man, you are not standing right. You need to talk to Brother Philip and to tell him that, listen, although I've given my life to Christ, I, I still have few other things on my mind. I want to be a great person. I just want when I, I can also preach like you. If he had exposed himself probably like that to Brother Philip, Brother would have said, Brother, your heart is not right. But well, thanks be to God. God, he, God gave him the chance. When the apostles came, and the Holy Spirit, those who had genuinely repented, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and talking in tongues and prophesying, it was at that time that Simon was exposed. It was at that time that Simon was, was uncovered. Now, let me tell you something. One of the things that no pastor knows, and no man may even not know except God reveals, is what you hide in your heart. And so you'll see that when it comes to the reaction of Peter and John to brother, after he had asked for the power so that anybody that he laid his hands on would also receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you see something critical in the verse number 21 that I want us to see. The Bible says that you have neither part nor portion of this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Dear ones, you may be able to do a lot of things to impress even your pastor. You may be able to do a lot of things to impress many people around you. But there is a serious matter to consider. The Bible says your heart is not right in the sight of God. May I ask you right now, wherever you are, before God and man, is your heart right? Do you think that if Jesus were to appear today, you will make it? Some of us, our hearts are not good at all. But you see, no one will see except it has come out of your mouth. And so he said, you have neither part nor portion. That was a matter that really disturbed me. Meaning that the eternal life that you have come close to, you are not in it. You cannot be part of it. 
because your heart is not right. Tonight, I strongly believe that in this our teaching time, the Lord has set it up to such an extent that you and I will begin to look inside us and then everything that is hidden that is not known to man, you will make sure that after you have asked God to forgive you, you would also confess to man so you can be free. In the verse number 22, the Bible says that the option was given. Repent therefore of this your wickedness. See how God described what was in the heart. And pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Hey, that's a very, very strong matter. See, repentance is the only justification a man can have. No matter what, in the Old Testament, I have read several times that sometimes some of the kings had such titles such as they were the most wicked kings that ever lived. But then somehow a man of God will come their way and will simply say something like, put your house in order. And that will cause them to so frighten that they will turn and repent and God will forgive them. Thank God for repentance. God forgives. Would you humble yourself this evening? And that which has been happening in secret in your heart, that you are struggling with, but you have managed to cover it up, would you tonight be sincere for once and make sure that it is exposed so that the, our adversary, the devil, the flesh, which is also our enemy, does not take advantage of it and to make sure that your eternal life or otherwise you are blotted out of the book of eternal life. Make sure that you don't continue to hide yourself under this. I still will want to take it further. By telling you. Some important things that. I believe Jesus came for. And you know Jesus. Came. Not to the righteous. Jesus knows and knew. That there was no man who was righteous. And so. Jesus. Most of the time. In fact when he began his ministry. He, that was the first announcement that was made that go preach the kingdom of God that men may be may repent from their sins repentance is one of the strongest 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 benefits for the believer let me say to you that maybe things are going well naturally work is going food cars pr properties everything but may I say that if your heart is not right you stand in danger of condemnation. And so I want to plead with you tonight, dear brother, that don't take this word of God that has come to us that we must share with you, don't take it for granted. Honestly, God wants to see you standing very well. Jesus had gone around, and he was calling people to become his disciples. And he entered the tax office and called Matthew. And Matthew left his books and, be, and followed Jesus. Which was very beautiful. And then they entered the house and Jesus sat. And all sinners came around him. And so the Pharisees who were always justifying themselves. They said that Jesus had gone to sit with a sinner. And so 
Jesus was very clear. Ha, ah, I've gone with this, to sit with a sinner. It's okay. I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the sinners. That they may be forgiven. If only they will repent. I want to quickly read a scripture from Matthew chapter 9. Verse number 12 and 13. Matthew chapter 9. Verse number 12 and 13. The Bible says that when Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. But those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to do what? To repent. Tonight, a child of God, something may be blocking you. A child of God, something that you have done very well to cover it up, has messed you up for many years, has hindered your prayers, has caused you, and now is driving you to a very dangerous arena. I want to say to you tonight, the knockdown has brought us to the point where God says, go tell my people, or the lockdown, go tell my people that they need to repent. I mean, one of the things I've found of our time as we leave, many believers think that repentance is for the man who is out there. There are so many Christians who are grossing over things. And so, God is saying, My son, I don't want you to perish. We all know that God doesn't hear sinners. According to Acts chapter 9 verse 31, we all know that God doesn't hear sinners. And so maybe when you have prayed and shaken your head, stamped your feet, and done all kinds of things, you may think, you may think it's alright. But I want to tell you, in John, sorry, the scripture is rather John 9.31. I want to tell you, God is not moved by that at all. Sometimes we can do a lot of things to impress, but that's not it. I want us to understand, one of the most important and critical things for every believer, is that your heart must be very transparent to God. Do not hide anything. And so this evening, as we fellowship together in the presence of the Lord, in your homes, as God himself by his grace had directed our hearts to bring this issue of genuine repentance, true repentance, we want you to please take note of it. And don't take it for granted. There are things you have covered up, God says expose them. There are things that are not known and seen by all men. God says expose them because you stand in danger of judgment. And so I want to plead with you. I, as I stand here, I sense so strongly, so convicted by the word of God that this word is for many of us that we need to do something about it. Please, our God hates sin. And may I say that no matter who you are, that's the thing. No matter who you are, if you get yourself involved in sin, you are standing at a dangerous place as far as God is concerned. 
And so tonight, I would like for us to move into prayer, congregational prayer, when we will ask God to forgive us. As I'm talking now, I can sense the Holy Spirit is already jotting things down on your heart and on your mind in your homes. There are some of these things that it will be so great that after this meeting, you take some time off to talk about it with the people who need to talk about or who need to know so that you will stand justified before the Lord. You know, when this thing came to my heart strongly, it was confirmed by my other brethren who are also in the faith. And so it's not something that we ought to take it for granted. That's why this message is coming to all of our branches. And so please, we enter into prayer right now. As we do that, I'd like for you to confess before God something that the Holy Spirit has reminded you. Some of this may have been one year ago, two years ago. Some of this may have been two weeks ago. Some of this may have been just a week ago. In fact, some may have even happened yesterday. But you feel so ashamed that you, do, you decided not to talk about it. God says that I should let you know. Confess it to him, you'll be forgiving. And whoever is involved too, would also, must be told about it. And so right now, Father, I pray for all the homes that we are watching this and being part of this truth that you have brought to us. We confess our sins, Lord. We don't want to cover it up by tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. Some things that you alone you know, we are asking you to forgive us. And brother, when I say that in prayer, you fit the matter, the exact thing that God has brought to your attention. Plead with God for that. And be very determined that after this confession, you would also not go back to the same vomit. It's very, very important. And so, Lord, look with favor and forgive us. Cleanse us and deliver us from this sin. Lord, the enemy instigates this matter. And sometimes some of the things that he brings to our mind is that, no, you can't confess this. You will be, people will look down on you. People, people will now not respect you anymore. Oh, dear Father, we thank you that you have brought us to the point where we are not looking at people anymore. We want to look at you and be justified in your presence. And so tonight, having come our way with this truth, we ask you to forgive us. Father, I pray for any brother, sister, who genuinely is already sensing and agreeing with the word of God that you have brought to them, that you may forgive them and deliver them. Father, grant unto them boldness for the next step when they will take it before their families or the people concerned and to confess it and to be open. I rebuke the spirit of hiding. I rebuke the spirit of excuses. I rebuke Lord, that which is trying to stand in the way, in the name of Jesus, of the brethren who want to confess and to own up. Lord, help them. I pray that those who will receive such confessions as men, I pray for them as well that they will not become too judgmental as well, but they will receive them with love, and and the two of them will just cry together, 
or whoever may be involved, Lord, I pray that you brought this matter to our attention so as that we may stand justified before you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you love us so much, that you are exposing things that we have hidden for too long because you want us to stand aright. We bless you, King of Glory, and thank you for having mercy with us and showing us this truth. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray that any of such that has brought a problem to a brother or sister, I ask that, Lord, that problem be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Set them free and set them loose and let them go because they have obeyed your word. In Jesus' name, amen. May God bless you all. Please act on the word of God and don't take it for granted. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.